We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 60 of Married Millennials. We hope all of you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. We'd like to send a special thanks to all of those who have served both past and present so that Joy and I, as well as the rest of Americans, could enjoy their freedom in this great country. Thank you indeed. We are appreciative. We're switching it up on you guys today. We promised you an interview and we have delivered. We sat down with the brutally honest Tom Williamson and we quite enjoyed it. There's a lot of laughter and there are also quite a few great nuggets in there and some serious moments as well. Yeah, we talked about a lot of different things. We won't ruin the interview for you, but we appreciate Tom coming out and spending some time with us and being able to talk about his acting career, but as well as some things that hit home personally and his willingness to be vulnerable and transparent throughout the interview. We are very excited. We are 60 episodes in, and we finally have the interview for you guys here. Without further ado, Tom Williamson. Hello. Today we are joined by Tom Williamson, actor most notably known for his role as AJ on The Fosters. Tom, we appreciate you joining us today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All good. So let's jump right into <laughs> it. You are an East Coast kid, born yeah. and raised in D.C. How was your experience growing up on the East Coast? It was really um, unique. I didn't realize it at the time, but growing up, in, where are you guys from? We grew up Southern just California. 30 miles yeah. outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. She was a little further. I grew up in, a, in San Dimas, a small suburb right outside of Pomona. Okay. And then I grew up in Marietta. It's okay. like, I've heard of I it. mean, it's super. Oh, you've heard of it? I've heard right of it. Right by the Temecula wineries. That's amazing you've heard that of someone and from the East And you're coast. not from here? Yeah. yeah I've heard of it. That's sure. pretty People in California don't know where Marietta is. So. I don't know where it is, but I've heard of it. Okay. Well, well, you look don't at, look at Marietta coming up on the map. See, <laughs> San Dimas, we have the famous water park, Raging Water, so everybody knows about that. Please so tell like, them you've never hey, heard of it. Hey, do you know? Damn. So you've heard of Marietta, but you haven't heard of Raging Waters. No. Point for joy. His I, dad I'm, is I'm forever making fun of me because I'm from Marietta. So this is a point for me. Oh, this is a and keep in mind, let, let's be honest, Marietta didn't become a city till probably, what, 20 years ago? Like I, when I moved there. When you moved yeah. there, there was, what, population five? We'd go days without – this is a game my brother and I used to play. We'd go days without seeing another black person because it was it – was, it I wasn't played that heavily, game at USC. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, all you had to do was step outside the campus. <laughs> right, right, right. But on campus, it's like, yeah. oh, where are the chocolate chips? Yeah. You know? Well, you were the chocolate chip. I was one. Yeah. But see, D.C. is full of color, though. Right. So, yes, uh, I digress. It was very unique, and I didn't appreciate it at the time because it's also very diverse, you know? Mm -hmm. Up until recently, it was a majority black city, Mm -hmm. up until very recently. And outside of, like, large Asian communities, which are more prevalent out here, Mm -hmm. um, we have damn near everyone. Mm-hmm. And especially where I grew up, I grew up right on the border of Silver Spring in D.C., Silver Springs, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And there's an area there where, I mean, you go to the movies and you see every walk of life imaginable. Mm-hmm. So I just, and my family made sure that the family friends we had were people of all different colors and yep. ethnicities mm-hmm. and um, socioeconomic backgrounds and intellect levels. I so that. I just was exposed to a, a wide range of people for my whole life. That's, I mean, it makes the biggest difference, especially in today's political climate. You can see the different types of people who have had 
a similar experience with yeah. everyone around them and then those who've experienced a, a greater life with people who disagree with them, have different cultures, religious, different religious backgrounds, socioeconomic status. I mean, it really makes a, a big difference. That's why we love Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, we both grew up in the suburbs, went to school in Orange County. But Where? Yeah. Where? We went to Chapman University. Chapman. Okay. Yeah, Which we always say wants to be USC. <laughs> they really tried very hard. And I, was a, and I was a TV student. Yeah. So I was like the epitome of, like, oh, but we are USC. But our film school is legit. Our though. film school is it's legit. legit. But I, yeah. I worked at USC, which we'll get to in a second because I feel yeah. like we may have had some crossover. But when I was there, it was, it, it was just a, a very stale place. At Chapman? Yeah, at Chapman. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, people – had granted as a college campus so when you're on co- when you're when you're at a college campus you get different walks of life but just the majority of people were from orange county or the greater mm-hmm. surrounding areas yeah and we had and immediately it roll out liberal you could tell they had conservative parents it was mm-hmm. one, it was one of those things mm-hmm. like you know they want to be different as children but they were raised a certain way so it was uh, the feel wasn't what you would probably desire it to be mm-hmm. what prompted you to come to usc <laughs> the women, the weed, and the weather. Damn, the, the, three, oh, the, the three W's. Yeah, the women, the, the, the weed, weed, and the, the weather. weather. Yeah. I feel like that's the first time I've ever heard anyone describe Los Angeles like that. That was the. Is there weed in Los Angeles? Like more than I mean, like up north, yes. Joy. I mean, <laughs> Joy, are you living under the biggest rock no. in planet Earth? <laughs> okay, no, but are we known for weed? Is that like a yeah. Joy? Joy, we are. Oh my God! Stop! Just yeah. stop! Stop while also, you're ahead. Also, I grew up really sheltered. Just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. Is yeah. there a weed in Los Angeles? No. Did but you guys I mean, know about that? No, I know there's weed in Los Angeles, but I didn't know we were known for like, okay, Snoop, yeah, they smoke Dray. weed. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like that makes Snoop Dogg alone. Oh, well, yeah. You know? But he's just from Los Angeles. How do you feel right now? Embarrassed. <laughs> you know, I'm a little just embarrassed. Feel right just take now. a second. Okay, wait. What was it? The women, the weed, and the, the weather. The women, the weed, and the weather. Okay. That was the surface level response. The deeper level was I knew that I was going to want to pursue a career in acting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just did not want to study it in college. I said, you know, if I'm going to go to a traditional university, I want to get a uh, more traditional degree right. that maybe if this acting thing doesn't work out, I'll have had that experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And versus, you know, I'm like, okay, if I want to study at the undergrad level, I'm going to go to a conservatory. Mm-hmm. So I went to USC. It was either there or the U. Miami. Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in Miami. Uh, you know. And I visited there and I was I'm going to the U. I'm going <laughs> now, to the U. Now the women there. The women, yeah. there but that's why I didn't go. Because of that. Because you needed I would to graduate. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. The two I, at least, you're, at least you're honest, though. Yeah. It would have been bad. Yeah. Damn. It would have been a mess. So I came out here. And yeah, I was actually, here's my bougie background. Okay. I, um, <laughs> I was friends with the dean. With uh, Wilson, yep. who's friends with the dean. <laughs> um, my father and him went to college together. Okay, mm-hmm. and so Ernest, yeah, he's a good, <laughs> he's a good guy. Chico. Yeah, he just recently stepped down like a yes, year ago. Yes, he did. But yeah, yeah, I definitely saw you. Did you know Nate? <laughs> Are we secretly so, friends? Is so that is this happening? what it is? So Nate Howard's your guy. Yeah, that's my guy. Nate Howard and I, we actually took an argumentation and advocacy class in Annenberg, and we had a debate. And, you know, when you do a debate, you're supposed to agree yep. on how to define the term you're debating. Uh-huh. And we didn't come to it like 100% agreement. So so you debated about We debated <laughs> about around debate. a lot of issues. And at the end, I would say it was a, a draw. But he went on. If you're listening, <laughs> Nate, I remember that Facebook post. I remember that shit where he was like, you know, had a great victory in my debate class today. You <laughs> know oh, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. It was a, it was a draw. That's it was not a what draw. happened. Yeah. That, gosh, it's a small world. Yeah, that's, it is. That's the beauty of Los Angeles. Is it's so big and yet so small. 
at the fact that we were worked at, you were attending school while I was working there. You know the same advisor. We got the same friends. That's what I love about L.A., man. USC was a good place, though. I enjoyed it. I got out quickly, though, because I needed to do other things. You were there for life. what, like a year? I was there for a year. Yeah. I liked my experience there, but it was for me – it was the shell shock of having to get up and go to work every mm-hmm. single day, like eight to five. Yeah, you and that were was my fresh life. Fresh out of college. I was commuting. Fresh out of college, I was a yeah. former college athlete. So I was used to just ripping and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, I had to be in at eight thirty. Oh, I had to take a thirty-five minute lunch. Oh, I had to be <laughs> out by five. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is my life. Yeah. This is, and I was commuting, so it was. It, I Listen, enjoyed that my grind experience. Works for some people, it, but, but others, it's just like it's a little soul crushing. It's very soul crushing. Did you crushing. go into did you work a 9 to 5 ever or did you just go straight into No, yeah. I um I worked at a lobbyist firm in DC for about 3 years. Okay. Oh, um, wow. during spring and summer and winter break to make money. Uh-huh. And um out here I worked as the assistant manager at the counter on um what is it? It's not Santa Monica. The one in West Hollywood? Oh, the, uh, bur- I know the burger yeah, the burger place. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um for like two weeks and then I got <laughs> So what happened with there? I <laughs> two weeks? You don't have to give the story. I worked at the counter for two weeks and let me just keep going. Manager. Like you might as well not even mention that. Like Well, I mean you <laughs> asked, so, so you yes. got fired. No. Okay. I, I, I quit and it was really untasteful the way I did it. I was so embarrassed because, you know, here's nepotism, you know, at, at work. Um the manager had gone to USC. Okay. And that was the only reason I got, I was having trouble finding jobs. And I had never had restaurant experience. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'll hire you as the assistant manager. Not as a server, not as a cook, the assistant manager. So here I come in. It's like a guy that comes out of officer school in the mm-hmm. Navy, you know? And all these guys have been working there years. I'm like, who is this schmuck? <laughs> and you, know? you took the position. <laughs> and I took the position. Uh. And then uh, two weeks later, and I was, you know, I, I did not work well yep. with the, the commitment. I'd mm-hmm. show up late. Yeah. You know, it was bad. You know, it, I wasn't. You weren't feeling it. No. And so two weeks later, I get my first job. It's mm-hmm. like my fifth audition. I get my first job just leading this movie. And I'm like, well, I'm gone. You know, <laughs> yeah. I hate this. <laughs> right. I, you know, this is what I came out right. here to do. Yep. And I didn't have the testicular fortitude to tell <laughs> the man <laughs> that fortitude. hired me that I was leaving before so I told d- everyone So it was on else. some bitch-ass shit, yeah. basically. Oh, basically. Oh, I'm sorry, no. James. It was on some bitch-ass shit. That's good. But at least but you can recognize that. You can acknowledge that, it, yeah. And you it. <laughs> yeah. The testicular fortitude. I might have to I steal, that steal that. I would steal that. And yeah. put that right in my back, top, my back pocket. You know, I didn't have the testicular fortitude <laughs> to go about it's that. It's just more interesting than saying balls. It's yeah. true. I last month said, I'm going to put that right here. I'll give you You're credit. You're going to hate me in a week. I'm like, you need to have the testicular fortitude. No, see, that's not. See, that's what you can't have. You can't use the quote and then use it against me. That's not going to work. That's what I do. It's what you I do need, too. I need. I need to find. We got to find the equivalent of a female genitalia to say you don't have enough. What? <laughs> what is? It? You can't say like I don't have enough. I think we've tits. already decided that <laughs> vagina is all powerful. You could just say like get some vagina. And we know it's all powerful, but that doesn't work that way. That's just not. Well, it's uh, not as fun to say. It's not it, as fun it's to not say. It's so powerful. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't challenge that. We, but we, we're, we're, I'm going to find a way because if you use that immediately, I'm going to just shoot you a text and be like, Tom, you're starting some bullshit in my house. <laughs> yeah. You are starting some bullshit, and now she's over oh, here. Oh, he's already giving me a couple nuggets. I've, I've just, they're in my back pocket. See, this is, what, this is what happens when you get married. You bring in people on the show. They tell you these things, then I just get slain. <laughs> This is what happens in a relationship. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, men, this is the, the funny thing about relationships, and I talk about it all the time, is <laughs> men love to think that they are in control. Always. And it's <laughs> not, it's not the case. Note. And I have, oh, no, I run this shit. You know, if you are in a healthy and happy relationship, you as the man don't run, <laughs> don't shit. run shit. And if you think you run shit, you're not in a healthy and happy I mean, relationship. But you're part of the equation, right? Like, you're, you're still. There's <laughs> <laughs> the manipulation. Exactly. <laughs> I still love you. Yeah. I get you have a say. That's like when someone yeah. comes in, oh, you're so this, but. Exactly. When, when I they hit you with, you with that, but. but. 
Yeah. I mean, I you know what? Here's the thing. The big it's hairy butt. That you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Real. You just. I feel like if you were going to be about it, you would be about it. I feel like you guys just you sometimes what? don't have the testicular fortitude to be about it. What, what do you mean? Like women are just it? more about their business. I feel like when it comes to the relationship, agree. you guys would just kind of like let things agree. roll by or whatever. Definitely. I agree. So that's the only reason why we're running things. Cause we have to, I agree. That's fair. I, I will. I will give you that. See? But but don't start trying to use slugs. Well, don't complain. I'm not. Com- you know what? We're not going <laughs> to. This is about time. Yeah, exactly. This, this is about time. You see, you out here open up, open up the floodgates this, this morning. This is how we communicate. Don't be afraid. Yeah, this is, it is <laughs> yeah. real. So you landed your first your first big movie deal. When did you fall in love with acting? When did you say, you like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Yeah, because you said going into college, you already knew. So I was, uh, I didn't have the fortune of being, I didn't have the discipline to be a college athlete. So I was a high school athlete. And my high school, like, we were number four in the country in basketball. DeMatha? senior year. Gonzaga. Oh, okay. You Great. know, wow. Man. Okay, yeah, yep. that was uh, the only loss. They were 35-1, and one, best team in high school history that senior year. Got you. But I didn't play my junior year. And I had attitude issues and a lot of, like, self-esteem issues. So I, I quit. I retired. I hung the Nikes up. That's I what I like to say. I love that your hindsight is really 2020. Like, you're not making any qualms about mistakes you made. You're no, like, no, no, no. It was, like, I just wasn't. This is what it was. Yeah, I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had the ability, but if you don't have the confidence, you're not going to have it's it. nothing. No. So, and you know, the, dub, the league that I was playing in was like the best league in For the sure. country. For sure. It's one of the best leagues in the country. No doubt. Still uh, is. Still is, yeah. I mean, a lot of, I mean, you got Markel Fultz coming yeah. out. Um, a few other, uh, Chris Jenkins, you know, yep. hit the big Villanova. shot. Villanova went to Gonzaga. Nate Britt, who just won with UNC. It, the list goes on. But um, I quit my senior year, and um, I had heard that the spring musical was going to be West Side Story. Okay. And that yeah. was my favorite musical at the time, before I saw In the Heights. And I was I'm going to audition. So I did it. I'd never done any kind of stage work. I was so wow. nervous. I got high before, and I had to <laughs> sing and dance and do all this and stuff. And you had, you had no training before No this. training. You had never taken an never acting, anything. nothing. No, I just watched Bill Cosby and Eddie Murphy and Denzel. So you're the type of people that people hate. Yeah. I'm mad well, as shit. Well, I mean, like, I got I was, it. I was 17, 18. I just went to an audition, killed the shit, and here's yeah. my life now. I, I mean, high, well, nonetheless. Like, yeah. <laughs> Super chill about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to be. I was so nervous. And I got it. Um, I can't say I'm that type of person. But I don't think I'm that. Because I was in the cast. I was an ensemble piece. Okay. You know, at the, the basketball gave me a lot of dance ability that okay. I didn't know I had. So I was one of, like, the main dance guys um, with, like, the ballerinas, like mm-hmm. the trained girls that are now dancing professionally. Mm-hmm. Singing is not my forte. I can hold, you know, I can harmonize. But oh, you get real nice. close. You'll see them veins <laughs> popping out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was it was different. I still haven't figured out why, but maybe it's because it wasn't as physical as basketball. Maybe deep down I was intimidated by that. Okay. But uh. there was some, you know, you're, you're performing on a basketball court, you're performing on the stage. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and there's still the anxiety before. But when I got onto the stage, it wasn't like on the basketball court I would freeze. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to move. Interesting. But on the stage, it was the exact opposite. But you still got that surge of energy, that mm-hmm. buzz, that high that comes from performing and being right. in front of people. And I got addicted to that right out the gate. Mm. Right out the gate. And it was a very special play. Okay. You know, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. I think. And it was a very, you know, coming immediately off the heels of being in a very, um, like, tight-knit group of uh, guys on the basketball team. This was a tight-knit group of uh, actors mm-hmm. okay. in this theater group. 
Mm-hmm. So it was just like going from one team to the next. And, the you know, theater people are – or just the art people in general are way more open. I was going to say there's a different the kind world. of intimacy there. Yeah. I was a agree. dancer. He was a basketball player. So it's yeah. like – But there, there was <laughs> – in the locker room, there was a, a level of, of – I won't say secrecy, but there was a bond there that oh, you yeah. could go in and be open and we can talk about things right. in the locker room. But I will agree that there was still this layer that was like, no, we're, we're not, not going to cross go that there, line. Yeah. Is that we're going to talk about sex. We'll talk about women. We'll talk about drugs. Music. We'll talk about drinking. We'll talk about partying. We'll yeah. talk about music. But when it came to like the real shit of what you're going through, mm-hmm. nobody ever came to the locker room and was like, man, I'm feeling some type of way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm depressed or I'm battling this. Like, nobody was trying mm-hmm. to have that conversation. Which is interesting because I've never been in the art world because I'm literally the most, I'm the least talented artist you'll ever find. <laughs> but if you but think about this. art, yeah. th- this is an art form. Uh, if, if you think about it, art requires you to be so vulnerable. You have to dig into what you're feeling. You have to access different emotions. Basketball isn't like that. You don't have to, you're, it's more, it's a physical it's thing. A, ah, you just yeah. Gotta, yeah. There, is, yeah. there is no emotion involved. There is. No, no. It, yeah, there's I was like, that's a, like, I was like, that's a what, false what, statement. Yeah. That but might be the that, biggest lie you've ever said. Yes. yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I learned something new. Yes. So what kind of emotion would it be like? It's, I it's mean, every, other than aggression. It's, it's aggression, like, it's, it's anger, yeah, it's, it's commitment, everything. it's passion, it's, it's love. It's over fear. You know, it's like, it's discipline. It's like you said, it's passion, it's pain, it's It's, it's everything. It's, yes. it's, it's joy. It's, oh, just pure, unadulterated Elation. Really? It's a Versus range of it's a range of you have I work never with ever described it to me like this. Like the, now I'm into basketball <laughs> off of this one conversation. <laughs> well, this is an artist. <laughs> this is an artist. This is, right. an artist. Right. This is right. someone who's an athlete who's working towards trying to get that that very expressive. This is what stuff. I get from just How could you not? It's great. <laughs> that's the end. That <laughs> that's the end. I, I I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe basketball in that manner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have to steal that too. So that's that's the second nugget yeah. of the night that I'm taking. Exactly. But that's what that is what it's like is it's it's so you have that emotion i've told you i've worked with the greatest athletes of all time kobe bryant being one of them and you've worked with kobe i have worked with kobe you worked out with him i worked out with him i rebounded for him i shared the court with him what for two straight summers yeah that was probably one of the craziest experiences i've ever had he once sent me a picture of of, of kobe bryant and kanye west and he was in the middle with no context. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is a true story. And that picture did go viral. And you can still Google Kobe and Kanye yeah. and click images, and it'll be one of the first images. Now that he had his final game and Kanye wore mm. that Kobe shirt, mm-hmm. that's populated a lot more. But I'm still right there on the, on the first <laughs> or second the images, page. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm still there. But, you know, just working with him for, for those two summers, I mean, you can see what great people Greatness. do. Like, that was literally yeah. the greatest, arguably the greatest to ever – Lace them up. What? This, oh, Mike. I said arguably one of the greatest I can't to lace them up. make that argument. Yeah, you have to make that argument. I've made it so many times. <laughs> this, this is why, this is why, I, why it's hard to, to dethrone Jordan is because what he did for the game of basketball right. for its entire right. – for, for what the game right. is today right. is why you can't dethrone him. Right. Because and he's he, undefeated in the finals. Yeah, and that's, that is true. He was 6-0. <laughs> he didn't want you to forget that point. He was, no, that's <laughs> real. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That, that is real. But he, he, great coach, great teammates. But I think for me, why I say I don't argue Jordan is not the greatest because he literally transcended, transcended he did, basketball. Yeah. He made basketball a global sport. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Everybody wanted to have the Jays. So from that standpoint alone, I give you as, yeah. as Mike the great. So I, that's why for, for me I, I can't go there. So I'm going with arguably, arguably for Kobe, <laughs> worked for him, and then you just see what greatness works out. And his emotion was just like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was, I love that so much. <laughs> that was it. 
like, that, like what what you what you see on the court, like that's why he was when he practiced. I'm now desperate to feel those things when watching sports. I just it doesn't oh, happen for me. Oh, watch Russell Westbrook. Unbelievable. Watch Russ. He is. He's he plays with the emotion. most the most passion in the game yeah. that has seen in in years. It's ridiculous. It's like I mean, I mean it's like watching an open wound. Really? <laughs> Seriously, he's so sensitive, <laughs> and he's it. so good, and it's just like. His, he's just what I describe him as. He's like a six-five fast twitch muscle fiber. Yep. You know, he's just a giant fast twitch muscle fiber. Anything you say or do is gonna affect him. Really. And he's not, um, he's not reactive. He's proactive. Uh-huh. So when you start poking that bear that's already coming at you, what you're gonna get, you don't want. You, you really don't want. Don't want. <laughs> I'm serious. This has been. You have the literally the most descriptive. <laughs> He you, needs to be here next time we're watching The most a game. descriptive language when it comes to pain. I might, I've been playing this game for twenty over 20 years, and I'm like, shit, I ain't never used a word like that to describe this game. I just got to – maybe I need to just take some classes. You do. I need to just take some acting class, like learn shit. Is this how it feels like to just That's be able to express father. your emotions? That's just, that was my pops. Man. He was like that, yeah. So are you close with your dad? Yeah, he died about uh, a month ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. That. I'm sorry about your loss. That's recent. You know, it it's it's you know it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what I'd expected. I'd expect it just like you know, mm-hmm. it's constant mm-hmm. drowning in my tears. Mm-hmm. What's helped me is um, man, okay, there's a lot. When he passed, mm-hmm. there was this physical sensation. Like I was there the last week he was there. I was the last person to see him before he died. Mm-hmm. I left, and 40 minutes later, he he was gone. Mm-hmm. But um. There was a, he, he was a big man in the world, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, thousand people at his wa- at his uh, funeral. Oh okay. wow! Bill Clinton, <gasps> Eric Holder, you know, he got Eric Holder's job at the firm, you Damn. know. Um, all these like big people. Prominent. Paul Tagliabue. So your your father was in politics. He was a lawyer. Oh, he was okay. also in politics, but mm-hmm. but you know, big man in the world, in- mm-hmm. incredibly intelligent, Rhodes Scholar. D1 athlete at Harvard, almost oh, got drafted man. by the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. A star, so you an come alien. From, yeah, so you come from great style. Yeah. Yeah, an alien. <laughs> um, and so when, when that type of presence is all you've known and looked up to, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was competitive. He was an athlete. So as much as he loved us, there was still this, like, he w- and he was gentle, but there was still this enforcement. That I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to enforce it. He, it was just known. And so when that kind of energy passes, for me being the eldest, I, you know, have his namesake. Mm-hmm. It was like a physical space that I felt like I could finally occupy. Mm. Interesting. I'd never felt like I so was a man So you felt like before. you stepped into something. Yeah. Well, I felt like for the first time in my life, I'm 27 years old, um, I felt like a man. Mm-hmm. I never felt like a man before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a real physical sensation. So moving forward with that has been interesting. And then also, I don't think that he's gone. You know, no. the hardest thing is just accepting that someone is physically gone, mm-hmm. that you won't see their face again, you won't hear their voice. And that kind of drove me crazy a little bit. But when I realized that he'll always be here, yeah. always. you know, there's always going to be his presence. That's made it a lot, a lot bear- more bearable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tough, you know, when you go home or you see, you know, we used to ride bikes on the weekends. So you see that. and you, you know, you think about, you know, we watch sports together. And, y- you know, you just think about those yeah. things. That's when it gets a little tough. But, um, you know, we're he wouldn't have wanted me to wallow in it. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's just taking the best qualities that he demonstrated to us and using that to propel myself forward uh, post Big Tom. So you're honoring him by by stepping up. 
Mm-hmm. That's your. That's beautiful. That's such a great way to look at it too. I think just you're an, an evolved human being in general. That, that's what I gather. From I would way, agree. Like you, yeah, you I would, would agree. agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I mean, because the way you said, like, you just thought you would be all out on the ground crying. Like, yeah. I know. It's tough. <laughs> that's, you know, I, I. Yeah, we talk about it. Is that yeah. I don't think anybody prepares for that moment, mm-hmm. and I don't think you can. And that's why you know empathy is a, is a great emotion. But I think there's just times when you can't some empathize with. There's some yeah. things that you can't. You can sympathize. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but I, I I don't know what that that feels like. And I know Joy and I have talked about it. It's like I don't know what I'm gonna do no. when I lose my parents. Like I have literally, I have no idea. I've seen my parents lose their parents mm-hmm. and how how they responded to that. But but I do understand man. what you're saying by like needing to step up because I do. <laughs> I think some part of me is still, although I'm an individual and mm-hmm. I am d- independent some of me uh, a part of me is still very dependent on their guidance For you sure. know like sometimes you just call and you're like um what's going on with this tax situation those little things and you wonder okay how do I and you've just navigated never navigated the world without them before but I I agree with you in that when they do go I can understand having to finally wrap your head around moving forward with your existence mm-hmm. as just you and coming into who you are supposed to be in the world. How has that adjustment been where you just wanted to pick up the phone and say, hey, I have <coughs> this quick question. Do you go to your mom for that or you just say, you know, this is something that I'm going to work through now? Well, you know, it was I've always worked through it. Okay. it was So that was never something that I, – and I, my brother's the opposite way where he would call and check in a lot more and I wish I had, but – you know, that probably would have made this process a lot harder um, because I would just kind of figure things out mm-hmm. on my own because I was just too – I felt too many things about asking, you know, my father, my right. mother um, these questions. So I would just, you know, talk to myself about it. And he was never one to shy away from offering guidance without being asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what fathers yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Oh, you, oh you, you thought that I wasn't going to say something? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, here you go. So I wanted, I wanted to circle back to when you were in high school, you tried out for the, for the play. Mm-hmm. You were a part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. You came to Los Angeles. At that point, that's when you started taking classes and said, okay, I'm going to really do this seriously, or did, did it kind of just continue to naturally happen for you? No, so at um, university, I took an uh, intro to acting and an improv class, okay. and I did two plays. I want to take improv so bad. You should, man. I just think everyone should take improv. I the way it that. trains I the hear brain. that all the time. Yeah, I think everyone should take it. Just for y- the facility of the mind, mm-hmm. it's incredible. You, It's a muscle, yep. you know, and you see how strong it gets when you're in improv environments constantly versus when you're not. It's, it's great. And I did two plays, and I really, really enjoyed those experiences. So, but it wasn't really until I graduated. I did a summer at ACT in mm-hmm. San Francisco, the American Conservatory Theater, because mm-hmm. I thought I was going to do an MFA there. Okay. And um, then I came back down here th- with that being the intention to go back and uh, re-audition in January. And uh, my fifth audition with my manager, I got um, the lead in this movie, All Cheerleaders Die, oh. which is on Netflix. <laughs> I have to watch it. Yeah. Um, if you smoke, get high. <laughs> if you drink, it's one of those. Yeah, get drunk. play a drinking game oh. while you're watching it. But uh, no, it's not bad. It was actually so. This crazy. This is really low budget movie. Okay. And I really I identified with this character. You you're gonna be like you identified with that character. <laughs> um, and so I was really excited. Worked really hard on it. Didn't think anything was gonna happen. I think like eight months later, we hear that the movie's been accepted to TIFF. Which is the largest North oh Toronto International Film okay, Festival? Okay, there you go. The largest North American film festival in the world, Damn. and it's going to open up like the Thursday night horror section 
of the film festival. Oh, it's a horror film. It's a horror, but it's campy. And so what's funny is, this is what I was going to get to. It's a horror film, but it got, it was like the number five most popular comedy oh on my Netflix. Gosh. Interesting. Is it kind of like Cabin in the Woods-ish? I like haven't seen that movie. It's, uh, cam- okay. it's silly. It's okay. campy. It makes fun of itself. Uh-huh. Um, there's definitely some, some dark moments, but um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Okay. okay. Really didn't expect anything from it. And then because of that, I was able to get a, an agent. Mm-hmm. And um, then the job started coming in slowly. Okay. Started trickling in. Uh, it was not this, you know, major onslaught. But, yeah, it's, I mean, I've been out here doing this five years now. Oh, wow. And, um, and Foster's is your most recent role. Foster's is the biggest and the most recent, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably just the biggest. Yeah. Well, which yeah. is where, because I, when I approached you, I was like, yeah. that's AJ from AJ. Foster. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who? Yeah. Oh, okay. He played Callie. I won't, I won't I get into it for people who Callie. may. We can talk about that relationship. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about that girlfriend. No, we want to talk about. <laughs> that ex. Yeah. <laughs> we have time over here sweating. That was fiction. <laughs> that was fiction. <laughs> yeah. We keep it 100, always going to talk. So you, we talk, so you had an interesting relationship on camera yeah. that you want to talk about. Well, we got to dig in. We yeah, are the married yeah, millennials. Yeah. We talk about relationships. We're the love this is what we do. Yeah. Are you currently in a relationship now? It's no, I'm not in a relationship. What it is, not in a okay. So it's like <laughs> break well, it it's, down. It's, yeah, it's difficult because we broke up because of nothing that was negative. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a simple fact that right now I want to be alone. I'm going to England for school. Okay. At the end of September. Okay. okay. So there's going to be that distance mm-hmm. and. I was actually talking to myself on the way here, over here, trying to figure this out. I, when I say I need to be alone, it's that I feel like I'm not giving, an, and it, this is why it's so complicated. I haven't been investing enough time into my acting, mm-hmm. you know? That's what my girlfriend is right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, she has not taken anything away from that. Mm-hmm. It's been me. Mm-hmm. It's solely been me, and it's like a regrouping, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like coming from the athlete, that I was five years ago and then going through three very intense years of acting class out here with this one woman has opened me up Mm -hmm. in ways and allowed me to evolve a lot faster than I would have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, before it was a lot easier to be disciplined because I knew like, okay, put this box here, put this box there, put this box there. But then when you, when I've allowed myself to be open to all things and be vulnerable to all things and me being as sensitive as I am, it's a lot harder for me to focus in on one thing Mm -hmm. as a result of that. So I've gotten lazy. And as a result, I'm not as happy Mm -hmm. as I would want to be. And I I can't put that on her. It's not her. She's never been a hindrance in that regard. But it's just something where I need to regroup, reset, and refocus my energies on what it is that I want to do. And so Mm. we are – that's what I figured out literally driving here this morning. Um, So we live together, and um, And we're best friends. That's the thing. We're best friends. And – so it's hard. It, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, uh, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, we've had the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, the hard things have been said. They've been, the lines have been drawn. Mm-hmm. But it's just tough, man. I don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. You know? Well, and it could just be a right now thing, too. Like, sometimes the timing isn't right, but the person is. Like, you never know. With yeah. Those, like, since you are best friends, maybe you will <laughs> remain in each other's lives. I mean, I don't know. I, I would not put anything out lo- there. No, I would love that. Yeah. But that's but also, you can't ask her to wait around for you because that's not right. No, either. I'm not. And, I, you know, I, I was one of the mindset a few years ago where I was like, let's, you know, try an open relationship. Or I actually felt like, you know, I feel like we should be dating Mm-hmm. other people okay you know and her mother was of that mindset too date is oh like proactively date shit. until right. you get married 
Take um, that to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yes, 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 yeah, mom, come on. Right. I don't understand. Right. But she, there. <laughs> she, she was not of that mindset. Uh-huh. And um, it's also been, like, now I'm speaking on her behalf. I, I, I've always felt like we needed, we've been on and off okay. for about five years. Oh, okay. And, so this um, is, you put time in this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not just like some fly-by-night decision. Where I feel like we have not allowed each other enough time apart. You know, okay. we've known each other since we were 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, we've maybe had six months where we weren't together. Well, a year. Six months I was in South Africa, and then six months when I came back. Mm-hmm. But out of that, you know, what's it been, eight years? Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. I understand. That's a, that's we understand that. a long it. time. Yeah. You know? We met at a similar age. So yeah. I, I get that. And we had two months apart. Yeah. yeah. So I, get, I fully yeah. understand. It's a, it's, a, it's a long time. And I just don't – I know that I have not developed enough – Myself, okay, mm-hmm. to because f- I don't fully love myself, Ooh, to fully freak. love her, mm-hmm. you know, and I understand we can make it work together. We can learn how to love each other together. But for me, Mm-mm. you know, yeah, you really can't. You, yeah, you have to. You have to do it. Al- uh, you have to learn yourself alone. Yeah. Love yourself alone. It's the only way. Yeah, but we were together when that shift happened, and I I've said this. Many times too. We as worked I, together when I that shift happened for me. For you, but I said I give you credit in helping get me there. But I, I do think you have to get there on your own. You mm-hmm. can't have yeah. anyone else saying, "Oh, you need to do this for yourself." But I found, I, I actually, I would say that I had quiet moments when we were separated that allowed me to really realize, okay, who am I? What am I doing? Yeah, so I, I will argue that, but uh, some of that growth <coughs> did come you together. You just don't like, for lack of a better metaphor, you need you can't have anything else in your love hold. You need to fulfill it up with just you. Agree. And uh, and sometimes if there's somebody else occupying that space, you just you simply can't do it. Mm-hmm. You just simply cannot. And so I, I I understand what you're saying. How has that been with you guys living together and not? Being in a relationship, how are you guys? How long were you guys living together before you guys broke up, and mm-hmm. how has that been now? So we we've been living together um, a little under two years, and I think it was the best decision I've ever made living with her. Oh. Um, she's my best friend. She's the only person I want to live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't stand anyone else. Yeah. It's funny because she doesn't drive me crazy at all. I drive her up the wall. Huh. You know, That's that my life. About right. Yeah. Yeah, but he, but it's uh, he on the drives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she drives me up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy too. I'm just <laughs> crazy sometimes. <laughs> How's it been though? It's been weird. It's rocky sometimes. It's uncomfortable sometimes. You know, it's it's everything. Well, because I imagine too, that's a wound that isn't. Are you guys being still sharing a bed? Hill. In and out. Damn. In and out, yeah. I mean, wow, we're we're going there. We're going there, yeah. Um, we're definitely going there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to leave mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, I just need, I can't be in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, not for any bad reason. I just I need to leave this space. But yeah, it's 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 complicated. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> term is used often for a reason. That's no, that real. Is, ca- that's no, that's real, real complicated. 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 Yeah. That's the when you put Facebook, it's complicated. That's the <laughs> real. It's complicated. You know, it's funny because I feel like me even just like six months ago would be like, you need to leave the house and you need to leave her alone and let her heal. But I, you know, as I grow and evolve as a person, I'm realizing that things, emotional ties are just. They're so subjective, right? You can't. And they're deep. It's not a one size Mm -hmm. fits all. Yeah, I could. I don't have the right to tell somebody like leave her be. Let you know you both need to heal separately. Like that's just you have to do things in your own time. You you've just gotta. 
And I, I know for me, I was in a relationship once and we broke up. And then I remember I needed to be around him for just a little bit longer so that mm-hmm. I could let go. But it was one of those like, but I still needed him there. I felt like he owed me the letting go. Mm-hmm. He owed he owed it to me to be there to let me heal and get mm-hmm. over him with him still there. So then I could truly move on instead of having to miss him and heal at the same time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Yeah. So I mean, and that's selfish. Very. Yeah. That's selfish. <laughs> Very selfish. But it's what I needed. I mean, I'm just being real. Like I needed that yeah. because it was. I didn't. I didn't want. To, I didn't want any more that. pain. I don't think no. he was privy okay. to it. No. Okay. <laughs> he, no. Who, who, what man is going to willingly give like, that? Yeah. He wasn't privy to it. Joy was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it goes back to it. You don't run shit, fellas. Like, this is another example. I mean, hey, I, even when you're in a relationship, you don't run shit. And then when you're trying to get over one, you're still not running shit. Like, God damn. I mean. Can I get a win? I was young, too. I mean, I was so young. Justin and I met it. Well, I was 17. You were 17. You were 18. Okay. We didn't touch each other yet. <laughs> I, not at all. I was very clear. I was like, your birthday is when? Yeah. Great. I, it's funny because I, we didn't sleep together or anything, but I ended up in his bed on my 18th birthday. Like, we slept. And, now and I, I put my back towards the wall. No, Hold I on. was against the wall, and you put your back towards, towards me, you. and I kept trying to push my booty in there. Nope. He didn't win I know, There was no part of that. But, I, was I was getting in. No, 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 I, no, I can no. tell on myself now that I'm older. I was drunk. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pissed with drunk, which is really stupid, right? Like, a college girl gets in some man she barely knows bed drunk. Like, right? Like, that could be a recipe I, for I was disaster. a good dude. But Justin, we woke up the next morning. He, he was hot. He was like, just so you know, I don't let girls just sleep in my bed without <laughs> doing things. Like, he yeah, was, Can we keep it real, though? He was I mean, can we keep mad. it real? How many, how many? Now, this may be too much information. You can decline to answer. But how many times have you been in the bed with another woman and you just said, I'm going to sleep? Yeah, none. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. never happened. There's yeah. no man in the history of man <laughs> that's like, you know what? Just come share a bed with me. You sleep on the left. I'm going to sleep on the right. No problem at all. And that never, that never, ever happened. Well, it happened with Ever. me, damn it. And, and look how it turned out. It worked yeah. out. It, it worked you out in your favor. You slept with your wife. I, I, that's you true. You respected yeah. your wife. But that's yeah. when all I'm just saying is that if it ever happens, it's like there's no – and even Hot. if nothing happens, know that the man is thinking about it the like, entire time. Like, oh, you're just not going to turn around. You're not going to touch me. You're not going <laughs> to put it on my – you're not going to give me no sign. You're just going to yeah. fall asleep. Oh, so you're snoring. Okay, cool. <laughs> so nothing's happening. So you think I just brought you home and you can go to sleep and share in my bed? Hey, you could have been on the couch. I could have called Uber sent you home. Like, there's a whole list of thoughts that can go with that. Right. So, so I'm I was sorry. I was right and entitled to be upset that nothing. Mm. They didn't have Uber back then. They didn't. There was no Uber. Thank you. <laughs> they that that, that and I lived true. in the dorm. You could have walked me to my dorm. Like I wasn't trying to. Wa- oh yeah, let me just walk we this woman in, to the dorm you know what, who Justin? I was attracted to. Yeah. Like, again, does that sound like anything a man's gonna do? No. Whatever. But that just goes to show you I'm a respectable guy. I was a respectable yeah, young you man. Yeah, you are. You could have not 18, been, so exactly. I appreciate at that. At 18, I could have been bad, and, and now I wasn't. College basketball and all. Yeah. See, could have been a real And I was ball. a college dancer, so I was really like. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. We we avoided yeah. a bad situation. So you guys are you're you're not together. You're you're but you're living together. You're sharing a bed. How, is that difficult? Um yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it is man. It's all fucking difficult. Yeah. That's um, real. If you could be honest, like what what long term like what's the solution to this? What what do you feel? What's your ideal scenario? Ideally. I want to be best friends for as long as we can be. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, in the given amount of time when it's supposed to happen, you know, the love resurfaces mm-hmm. uh, at that level um, and we're both still interested in each other, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm willing and very open yeah. okay. to have that experience. But 
you know, I don't I don't want to be in a relationship. Okay, so something happened. <laughs> I was in. Well, no, listen, it's funny. I was in Miami for New Year's Eve, okay. right? And I'm, I hate That's Miami. Dangerous. I'm never going back to Miami after this experience. <laughs> oh no! And but this this one I'm going to tell you about was a good experience. So I was on the beach meditating. I had this deranged idea that I was going to go there and not like wild out, right? <laughs> so okay. I'm on the beach the first morning meditating, and I do this affirmation where I say like, "I am love, I am strength, mm-hmm. I am," you know, these different uh, adjectives, and. I'm normally the one controlling these um, words that are coming into my head. And out of nowhere, um, I heard, I am a one-woman man. Mm. Out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. That was, and it was, that was Lord God. Jesus, you know? yeah. 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 That was the, That's you know, exactly what that that's was. That's exactly what it was. Amen. <laughs> I love that. And, and that's one of those you're just sitting there like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had all of these yeah. plans, and you're going to hit me with that shit, right? Yeah. I'm in Miami, had everything going, and you want to tell me today that, that I'm a one-woman man. That was the first day. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah, just she, shit all over your plans. You know what that plans. is, though? <laughs> yeah. That, she has the Lord on her side. Like, that's what that is. He's on her side. Damn. Saying, like, you know what? Just in case you thought. <laughs> that's when you, you got to open your yeah. eyes and say, you know what? Something ain't right. Yeah. So you Everything had, is right. You I had love that, that. You had that affirmation and then yeah. you, you I came to. I had that too. affirmation and then I, I, I realized that that's, you know, my reality. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, I had all these plans, you mm-hmm. know, to be this, you know, playboy. Mm-hmm. And you have multiple loves and have this career and, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, the thing that they sell you in the magazines. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Clooney life. Mm-hmm. And you see what he ended up doing, though. <laughs> yeah, man, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But um, I've just been thinking, I'm like, well, who's the woman? Mm-hmm. Is it her? Mm-hmm. Is it another woman? Mm-hmm. Is it acting? Like, what is mm. the woman that that so voice literal. is referring to? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what? because it's a commitment thing mm-hmm. that I'm terrified of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just spewed over into all aspects of my life. And for me right now, the most important thing is my acting. And if I'm not fully committed to my acting, if I don't, you know, feel like I'm giving my all in that. Because we, as men, we, we take so much um, of our identity out of our careers and so our professions. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the best thing, but, that you know, it is what it is. It's the reality. Yeah. Um, if I don't feel fully satisfied there, I have no business mm-hmm. being with a woman. Mm-hmm. None. Because uh, I'll be bitter mm-hmm. and I'll be cruel. Mm-hmm. And I'll hurt her unconsciously or consciously, um, and yeah. Kudos to you for knowing that. Though. Yeah, that's like a very that's, ma- that's a very mature place to be. Right. I can't I can't even say I'd be in that space right now. I I really can't say that. And that I mean it's good. And it, what I like about this is so many times when you hear men who are getting out of relationships, you never see this side. It's always That's why well, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's like you, but but, but what you hear, it will serve people. Like it, the reason why I know. serve it is that men go through this. That's yeah. the reason why I bring it up. Is oftentimes we may project or say or do mm-hmm. the other. What what women expect us to do? Go wild out, sleep with other people. But we have these thoughts. I won't say all men have them, but there's a fair majority where we're just sitting here like, man, I'm really feeling this mm-hmm. and having these deep thoughts and like, okay, this is the decision I've come to and this is where I'm at and this is how I'm going to heal. 
and we'll move on. Because I don't think men get enough credit for having that. Granted, I don't think we do a good job at all of showcasing and or expressing it. No, so which you is why we know. need more platforms like this. Because I think it's helpful for women to hear this is side that this of happens. the men's thought process. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we have these thoughts. And, yeah. and even in, in, in our close circle of friends, men have these vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. But we just don't show it to the masses. But, you know, I actually talk about this with my my female friends pretty often. Is that we We do know that you guys are extremely sensitive. But the We're way the you sensitive. express, yeah. you're so much more yeah. sensitive than we are, like yeah. genuinely. But but th- our emotional expression is just com- so different that you would think, mm-hmm. oh, no, the women's melodramatic, sensitive, whatever. But you guys, with the way it comes out is just typically aggression, anger, frustration, mm-hmm. you know, grumpiness. <laughs> uh, but it's just, Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just I, I I'm so excited that you're saying all these things. That's all I'm really trying to say is that I I admire you for sharing all that. Uh, that was brave of you because I know you do have to go home. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, gonna, you're like what is just this? Says, so when this yeah. show comes yeah. out, I just yeah. want to let you know that yeah. we talked about some things. But that's you know, you didn't say anything bad about her. You're speaking your truth, like, yeah. and that's that's I, the I, most important. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in you. Uh, Justin makes fun of me for this, but. The facts are the facts. They're not going to change. So how you feel, and if you're honest about it, even if it hurts someone's feelings, you know where you stand. So, And I think that, that you're doing her a huge favor by letting her know exactly where you are because you could just let her hang on yeah. for dear life and, yeah. you know, f- vie for your, your affection and attention or whatever, and you're not. Yeah. You're not playing and games. And it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it's real. And yeah. I mean that, but that's, that's real part of life's love journey. Too. Like that yeah. that means that you yes. love somebody. Yes. Yes. And it's not just like I said, like like this is five years yeah. mm-hmm. of time. Someone that was in the the hospital room when we found out my father when there was a lump in there. Mm-hmm. You know, she was in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, so So you really value her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's her compass she's clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like feel like it's the relationship you guys have where I feel like, you know, when I'm with her, it's like being a little boy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and having that kind of love experience. I fully understand that. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm not ready to be in a committed relationship mm-hmm. right now with uh, another person. Mm. Yeah. That's Gosh. real. I wish you were just ready, though. Like, yeah. if I could wave my wand because everything no. else yeah. is so perfect. Like, yeah. he gets it. You get it. You're the exact kind of person I want to be. But in the happiest relationship ever, but but that's not your truth. No, so that, yeah. no yeah. That, but that's fine. That's, right. that's great. Is that when I'm ready and when it manifests itself, you are going be there. to be yeah, the it, best person. When and it, like the and time it, comes. And no discretion. It could it could be yeah. her. Like and it, that's it the could be. and, and well, he's open be, to that. Yeah. And and that's what I think is great. Is you're not trying to force anything. You said this no. is where I'm at. This is my truth. I'm gonna walk in my truth. And when I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. And that's I and respect that's that real. so much. Last June, I had considered proposing. And like I sent her sister a secret Facebook message about you know ring Ugh, size and all that soul. shit. Oh, I can't. It was and you know within two months that you know dissipated. But it's just the range of emotions. That's real life. That though. That's oh real life. That's a real relationship. You yeah. know, it's not this cookie cutter Disney version. You know, these are the things At that all. people go through. I'm pain. <laughs> Yeah, shit, I'm feeling. I'm feeling like physical <laughs> pain in my because chest. I'm thinking about. I was. I remember what all of that felt like going yeah. through those steps. Yeah. So you had. I remember when I had that thought. I was like, okay, is this gonna be the one? And then you repeat that thought about 760 times in your head and be like, okay, this is it. Okay, I'm going to talk to her mother. Okay, I'm going to talk to her father. Okay, I'm going to talk Did to her mother. Did you get that far? 
No, just the sister. Just okay. A, just the sister. And yeah. does she, she knows? She found out because, you know, like in the Facebook messages, well, no, it was it was through my, how did she find out? Oh, I guess she was on my Facebook by accident. <laughs> and by accident. By shit. Accident that ain't no yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on my Facebook. Shit. Nah. Nah. By, by nope. accident. In the message. Nope. Yeah, there was no accident. <laughs> I accidentally looked into your secret diary. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. No, you didn't. You didn't stumble upon yeah. that shit. I locked it with the key. Yeah. yeah. No. But go ahead. And she, 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 she came was across. Snooping. She was snooping. Uh-huh. And uh, she came across that message. So she. And what was her reaction? That hurts. Um, that has to be. She painful. she told me that she had come across it like a month ago. Oh, she so had just she told me recently. She held it in. Ugh. Maybe even been like a week ago. But that's a woman ago. after my own heart too. Like I f- I always feel like if you're gonna snoop, keep it to yourself. That's like that's you cannot torture. attack like, that's somebody. Just, like, yeah. That's torture. Yeah. And you guys are broken up at that time. That's just. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. When she found out, we were still together. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think what she was telling me was uh, I get, like, PTSD from these emotional talks. <laughs> there. So I just black out sometimes. <laughs> I get really exhausted. Um, but I think she was also very anxious. Okay. You know, when she saw that. Oh, so she wasn't ready either. No. Ah. Yeah. And, I'm, I mean, I'm t- there's a big, like, pendulum swing where I was, like, babies by 2017. Oh, that's, that's right now. <laughs> right. Like, by <laughs> summer. Like, we should be. Making plans for that. And this was a year ago. This was a year ago. Dang. Shit. See, they tell you that nothing can happen in a year. God yeah. damn. Yeah. But that freaked her out. She's like, I'm not ready for babies. Yeah. You know? I'm not ready. I'm not ready for babies. Yeah. We're not ready for <laughs> babies. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, relationships when experienced honestly and fully are really fascinating. They're yeah. really fascinating. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, just a conversation, the relationship one can have in one conversation mm-hmm. can be so much more interesting if you just allow that truth. I agree. You know, if you don't agree with something, don't just, you know, pacify that and not address it. Mm-hmm. Let that person know as if they were your little brother or your sister. Mm-hmm. And then see what ha- see what comes back at you. See, I do that. You, you I'm not like as good it. at that. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm, I'm over here nodding yeah. and agreeing. Like, yeah. You do like, yeah, play devil's good. advocate. <laughs> Shit, I got to work on that. Shit, well. I got to work on yeah. that. You know one of those, you agree with some shit that you know you're not doing? Just to be like, It's like when you're in church. Do. Like, damn, the pastor's talking <laughs> to me. Yeah. Damn, he's talking to me. Lord, I ain't been in a month, two months, three months, and you talking but to I'm me. But I'm happy we had this talk because I've been working <gasps> on scaling back because I feel like sometimes my personality can be a lot for people. Like, I'm too honest to the point where, like, I – I like to dissect people and just like you know open you up on the table so you judge. can so you can look. She says that. No, I go with judge. I'm not judging you, but if it's <laughs> combination out there, of both, I just think it's rude <laughs> when people are like out there and you can just you can see everything that they are and nobody's acknowledging it. Like even if you down if you see somebody who has a drug problem, which is a bad example because of course you should always tell somebody like hey you have a drug problem. But I'm just—I don't like when people are witnessing uh, someone's downward spiral, or and even not saying and not mm-hmm. saying anything. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna let it go. I don't like that. I, I so I'm not that it. friend, and I also feel like you're a bad friend if you don't say it. You're a bad friend because I need my friends to call me out on my shit. I need yeah. that. So. Am I your friend? <laughs> yes, baby. All right, he said, y- y'all heard that here. <laughs> y'all heard that here. You are I'm my friend. best friend. I'm your best friend means yeah. I'm calling you out on all of the shit. <laughs> you and just, Tom is you our call witness, me out and all these li- like listeners are our shit witness. Shit that you've made up. So we're not we're not gonna go. There. We're not even gonna go there. <laughs> all right. Tom, before before we yeah. let you go, we want to jump into our final segment of the show as we call our fishbowl. We have yeah. questions that are right here 
mm-hmm. that you don't know the you don't know the question. We're gonna take about three three to five questions, yeah. and they're gonna okay. get your, your your mind moving. Your honest answer them answer. Honestly, you're you're All good right. at that. Who have you <laughs> hurt the most in your life, and have you apologized? I think I hurt my little brother the most in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bad older brother, and um, for much the same reason why I'm, you know, needing to be alone okay. right now. Um, lack of self love um, runs deep in me. Um, but I have apologized mm-hmm. on numerous occasions, and we're, you know, actively mending that. Good. So the relationship yeah. is okay. in the res- the restoration process. I think it's beyond that. Yeah. Um, it was in the restoration process like three years ago, but now it's like, especially like with Daddy um, dying, mm-hmm. it's created. Um, and he always wanted us to, you know, get along because mm-hmm. he wasn't always the nicest older brother. Um, it's just created something that it's more immediate. Okay. Now. So it's been addressed. So you're growing. Yes. Growing growth is question number good. two. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? God damn it! Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to know anything because I just want to live my life and be surprised, and you know, not no. Final question: <laughs> How many of your friends would you trust with your life? Ah, that's the question. All right, baby. Um, ah, how many of my friends would I trust with my life? I, so I went on this, and, and I wanted to get this in there. It's great. I knew I was reaching for something, fishing for something. <laughs> um, I went on this. Um, Brotherhood camping retreat this past weekend oh with uh, nice. five of my best friends and uh, an oldest friends from high school. I went to an all boys Catholic high school. So that creates yep. you know, all boys Catholic thing. school. Yeah, Jesuit. Yeah. N- yeah. Uh, no, Catholic. Okay, but it creates a certain bond. Okay. Um, at least the high school that we went to, where these guys, you know, more than anyone, um, I want for the rest of my life, and um, it was just all about kind of what we're doing here, being vulnerable, opening up to uh, you know what everyone's going through, how we can help each other. How we can like found uh, like create the foundation for this village that we want moving forward yes. for our kids and our communities and just you know and it was seven black guys in the woods Damn. from the city you know that's saying you never something. hear about <laughs> shit like that right ever and it was incredible everyone left there so moved and so much more evolved and just like there's a network there and a, and a safety there that we didn't have before that was always there but I wanted to reestablish and reaffirm so those guys. Seven those guys, those seven guys, yeah. Yeah, it was my brother, my best friend, um, and then other guys that mm-hmm. I'd also consider my best friends. Mm-hmm. These were guys that were selected um, because I would want them next to me on the front line I if we that. were in battle. Brotherhood runs deep, man. When, yeah. you, find, when you find that, that right group, and I have a group very similar to that, mm-hmm. there's nothing that, there's there's nothing nothing that can cut that. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it runs so deep. But, Tom, man, we truly appreciate you for joining us today, man. <laughs> really you. excited. I love the open and honest conversation. I love this. You know we're going to yeah. dig. You know, we yeah. appreciate you being yeah. being open and being honest and let us, letting us explore yes. the, different, <laughs> <laughs> the different parts of your life, man. Yes, and, and teaching us testicular fortitude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was required. Yeah, I love that. For a certain portion of this podcast. Appreciate it. Tom, thank, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate yeah, you coming and absolutely. joining us. Absolutely. Out of ball. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And, of course, share this podcast with your friends. And, as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com. You'll see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.